points about our readings. First, be real with God. Be real with God. I love Jeremiah. He just cries out to God, you've duped me. On our June retreat, um, we had Bishop Cousins. And Bishop Cousins gave a little bit of his own personal testimony. He was made a bishop. And he said, you know, for the first two years, he felt like he was thrown into the fire. And he said, you know what? I came to this realization. I hated being a bishop, he said. And he said, it wasn't until I went into prayer and just told God what all that was stirring in my heart that he found strength and grace and he made that surrender. And so we've got to come into our prayer first, acknowledging what is stirring in our heart and then relating that to God. Maybe it's, you know what, Lord, I'm really struggling in my faith right now. Maybe I'm feeling frustrated. Maybe I'm feeling overwhelmed. Maybe you're feeling duped. Okay, whatever is stirring in your heart, the first stage of prayer is awareness, acknowledging what is in your heart, and then relating that to God. Be real with God. Can you imagine if you went to a doctor and you're in pain, and the doctor says, how are you feeling? He said, oh, everything's fine. The doctor's not going to be able to help you. You've got to say, no, doctor, I'm really hurting. I got a wound. You've got to be real with your doctor in order for the physician to heal you. The same with God. We don't just say what we think God wants to hear. We say what's really in our heart. Praying from the heart. The second point I want to make is, well, Jesus really kind of turns things upside down. He's inviting us to see from a supernatural standpoint, not just from the eyes of the world. And so what do we hear in the readings tonight? Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Jesus tells Peter, stop thinking as human beings do. Think as God does. Peter wants Jesus to be this exalted earthly king. And Jesus is saying, you know what? I'm going to suffer and be handed over and I'm going to be crucified and died. I love this quote from Lyle Rowling. talk about how there's so many paradoxes in Christianity and, and God turns things upside down. Jesus is the greatest man in history. He had no servants, yet they called him master. He had no degree, yet they called him teacher. He had no medicines, yet they called him healer. He had no army, yet kings feared him. He won no military battles, yet he conquered the world. He did not live in a castle, yet they called him Lord. He ruled no nations, yet they called him king. He committed no crime, yet they crucified him. He was buried in a tomb, yet he lives today. What the world values and what God values are total opposites. And yet, how often do we come here week after week? We're kind of pursuing the American dream. We're caught up in our GPA, what school we're going to get into, and climbing the corporate ladder, and what neighborhood am I living in, and what car am I driving in, what vacation am I going to take? We constantly are seeking to exalt ourselves in the minds of others. We're worried about our luxuries, our comforts, our material possessions. And Jesus is saying, be renewed, transform your mind. This isn't really what matters to God. 
When you think about the life of Jesus, now compare that to the American dream. Let me tell you, James Allen Francis described the life of Jesus this way. He was born in an obscure village. He was the child of a peasant woman. He worked as a carpenter. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never owned a home. He never had a family. He never went to college. And then what happened? He was betrayed by his friends, denied by one, turned over to his enemies, and nailed to the cross as a criminal. Not the American dream. See, God turns things upside down. He's inviting us to really focus on what really matters to God. What matters to God? Ultimately, it's love. St. John of the Cross says, in the twilight of life, we will be judged by our love. This is my last point. It's ultimately all about love. And what is the greatest symbol of love? It's the crucifix. There's no greater love than this than to lay down your life for another. And that's why Jesus is inviting us. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. Follow me. When we hear this, let's be honest. Because of our fallen human nature, this is kind of repulsive to us. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. This sounds terrible. But Jesus is inviting us to love. Love involves sacrifice. Love involves self-negation. Love is about self-donation. That's why we need the Mass. And we need to come here every Sunday because it's here that we hear those words. This is my body given for you. And we remember what love is all about. It's about sacrifice. It's about willing the good of others, laying down our life in service for others. Parents, you know this. You sacrifice so much for your kids. You care for them. You provide for them. Husbands and wives, you know this. It's, marriage is difficult. It involves this mutual self-sacrificing. Whatever state of life we're in, we're called to this love, this self-emptying. You know, I want to just close with this. One of the privileges of being a pastor, you're involved in so many people's lives, and you get to see this played out in so many ways. I met with a man this week who had journeyed with his wife through a four-year struggle with cancer, and she passed away. And so beautifully, he said, you know what, Father, when my wife got that diagnosis of stage four lung cancer, He said, my wife and I, that very day, we made a deliberate intention that we were going to live joy. He said, we decided we weren't going to give way to self-pity, why me, bitterness, resentment. We decided we were going to live daily joy and be grateful for the blessings of our life to live in gratitude You know, the cross has a way of bringing everything into focus. Think of looking through a scope in the crosshairs. Everything is brought into focus. And so beautifully, he gave his testimony that, wow, when you're dying, you realize, okay, my favorite TV show really isn't that important. My likes on Facebook are really not that important. What's most important? Our relationships. To be in right relationship with God and one another, our family, our friends, we're called to love. This is the cross. And so often we want to avoid the cross, but it's the path to love. This is the paradox, isn't it? 
that it's actually in losing our life that we find it, in giving ourselves that we receive. And so Jesus is showing us this path to true fulfillment in our life.